0: are back, your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly. It's episode number 510 and we're recording live on March 30th. Yes, it is almost April and it's spring and it's sunny, it's warm, it's there's flowers popping up and baseball season is about to start. Uh, Brianna, how are you?
1: I am good. I am uh, surviving in this yellow-green pollen world we have here in Atlanta. It's it's a little miserable right now. Everybody's like sneezing and you know trying to stay indoors when it might be beautiful and sunny outside. And we want to go out, but uh, yeah, we're all just like, you know, this is not the time you want to be sneezing around other people, really. <laughs> so uh, anyways, but we're good. And yes, like you said, lots of uh, things happening. We just, some people just celebrated Passover, Easter's right around the corner uh, you know, for those that celebrate those things. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think people are feeling encouraged and hopeful and new beginnings, spring cleaning, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Spring cleaning. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's nice that it's getting a bit warmer and longer days of sunshine and all of that. So, and vaccines and, you know, everything. So, all good well let's jump into it speaking of uh spring and looking forward um you you can kick us off with a story about an app about the future
1: yeah this is called tomorrow app um i think it's actually coming out of atlanta Uh, not a surprise there but um it's spelled t-m-r capital o and uh basically this is facilitating the commerce of creative services, so those who are looking for freelancers and freelancers that are looking for work. So just kind of connecting people. Uh, think of it as like a, a dating app for freelancers, right? So helping make those connections. And this is created by Music Mogul Don Cannon uh, and his partner Kayla Shelton. So uh, this is you know interesting because they are really just you know trying to facilitate a need that's in the market. We've seen the freelance industry continue to grow probably over the past like 10 years, right, you know, and this is no different. Um, so they're also, they also launched something called uh, Start Engine um, campaign, which if, you know, of like crowdfunding, and so if you're interested in investing, that is, uh, you know, want to own a portion of the company, the buy-ins are pretty low. So it's something you can certainly check out on Start Engine. Um, and so they're building out some new platform initiatives as well that they, they are referencing. So later, they're talking about launching um, an instant book feature, which would basically, you know, allow, uh, you know, you could book somebody nearby based on location, current avail- availability, you know, proximity, drive time, all those different things. And then later this year, they're looking at at launching a debit card, which would would enable their freelancers to get paid uh, just as soon as you finish the job, which is really great. Um, So instant book and debit card for a quick pay. So basically, they're providing this interface. It's allowing creatives to promote their talents, whether that's music or even um, just design services, for example, and then they can find, you know, companies can find what they're looking for as far as fit. So think of like probably an elevated version of Fiverr, right? And, uh, you know, they're offering this quick 48-hour payout uh, typically. So just ensuring that payment for services, you know, location-based opportunities. Uh, obviously, we're talking about that here since it's a location-based uh you know offering here and then they can book for local in person as well as remote workers so this reminds me of um another company that i was familiar with and some friends of mine founded probably I don't know, I want to say like nine, 10 years ago here in Atlanta, as well as called a fixed music. And this was solely focused on music. And so two guys that came out of the music industry, you know, as entrepreneurs, one with more of a legal background and the other with a music background, music management background, we're taking, uh, you know, kind of those who don't have a label, but starting up these, you know, music, you can upload your music there and you can sort and filter all the music that's there. And then you can have a license to use it in the, you know, application, whether that's a movie or your website or a commercial or whatever it may be. And you have the rights to do that right there, like the legal agreement and contract in hand, you know, you can check out in like five minutes. Um, but what I like about this tomorrow is like you're talking about beyond music and just looking at creatives as a whole and also having more of like a, a is that you? No. Oh, that must be me. Sorry. Anyways, hang on. <laughs> um. So anyways, slack call on the other computer. Um yeah, so I like that this is create is is connecting more than just the music, and then I also like that you can actually put out kind of this job description that you're looking for and and connecting with people. Um, so this is cool, and I, and of course I love that it's coming out of Atlanta. Thoughts? Yeah,
0: I think it's super cool, and I think it it's uh it's very timely. I, I think you know we're. You know coming out of the pandemic there's so many people out of work that in particular this industry you know the live entertainment industry the music industry the all creative industries you know have really suffered obviously you know we're not going out to you know the movie theater we're not going out to watch you know live concerts and these kinds of things and i think a lot of that uh you know a lot of the workers a lot of the creators uh in that industry are are suffering and out of work, looking for work, available uh, to do uh, stuff and lend, lend their talents. Um, and I think, you know, creating a marketplace like this, essentially, that can kind of pair people up and and, and find those matches, I think, is, is brilliant. And, um, it's not a new concept. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, we've had platforms in our location-based sort of matching up ecosystem for a while, TaskRabbit, Zara Lee, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, but as you say, I, I think you know uh, applying this to this industry sector and to the music and, and film and creative community, I think is is really important. And I and I and I like that they've kind of thought through the payments pieces and facilitating the transactions. Um, you know, and and because because to me, then it's it, it's not just about hey, we're we're bridging the gap here and matching people up. You know, they're you know they're finding ways to monetize you know, right from the beginning and facilitate and make that really, really easy and transactional. So uh, I, I'm excited about it. I, uh, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, a friend of mine, uh, Rain Maida, who's a uh, lead singer of a band called Our Lady Peace. Uh, he's been doing a lot of sort of technology startup work in and around music. He's got a new startup called Sing, which is about, uh, you know, uh, artists, uh, musicians, you know, trying to protect their IP uh, around what they're creating. Uh, in a digital secure way, you know, blockchain and so on. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of innovation going on in this industry right now. Um, you know, as people are um, trying to find new ways to inject themselves uh, into it and, and to, uh, you know, to kind of grow. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I like it. It's uh, it's a it's a cool uh, it's a cool platform. So, all right. Second story, completely different. Nothing as sexy as 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 what we just talked about in fact it's completely the opposite the old school world of location we're talking about satellites and gps now so a company called focal point uh, has raised six million pounds to improve gps accuracy Um, and so uh, they describe themselves as a deep tech company the funding's coming from draper esprit um, and uh, the company's uh, physically operating focal point that is operates out of cambridge and bristol england uh, and its founders are coming out of Cambridge University's Experimental and Theoretical Physics Department, uh, and as well they've been working with BAE Systems and the European Space Agency. So essentially what this is all about is is as we, you know, sort of start to really rely more and more in our world on real time location data, whether that's for things like you know uber or you know uh, delivering food services or you know whatever it is like the need for super accurate highly precise location data becomes incredibly important because it's about time and money and getting things to the right place as quickly as possible, and so the more accurate, you can be the better Um and, uh, and and having the efficiency there. So they say this new technology they've developed can measure the direction of arrival of satellite signals on consumer grade technology for the very first time, 10 times improvement in accuracy, sensitivity, and integrity of satellite positioning for any device. So that's, I mean, 10 times anything when you're talking about satellite positioning. Like on average, it's a typical sort of GPS satellite from a marketing ad perspective, uh, is, you know, you can usually get to about three to four meters of accuracy on that. Um, we're, you know, with some of the innovations that are coming here, we're talking about, you know, maybe a few centimeters or inches uh, of accuracy, right? So um, it's, it's all about, you know, how you can get really, really precise on this. And I think as you apply this to the satellite systems we have in our world today, Galileo, GLONASS, you know, Chinese system, Beidou, and so on, um you know this this becomes really really important especially when you start to think about it in the context of those consumer solutions in the world that we live in the marketing activation you know uh business world let alone the applications for the military um side of things right um and uh, i won't go too much into that um uh, i could go down a rabbit hole there but i won't right now in terms of what that could mean But uh, we'll leave it at that. So six million pounds for focal point from Draper Esprit. Any thoughts from you?
1: Yeah, you know what I find really interesting and like kind of exciting from a location standpoint and the advancements that are happening is that we are we've been talking a lot about kind of the side of, uh, you know location data as a whole kind of going away or dwindling down or becoming more and more uh, precious as a good and and much more uh, privacy centric and focused but at the same time it's exciting to see that there are continuous stories of improvement right for for accuracy for those applications that really need that so you think about, uh, you know, Tracking certain uh, goods and whether that's inside of a warehouse or on the road, including you know autonomous vehicles and all of these different things and. Um, accuracy for just, you know, certain applications like Uber and Lyft, right? So like being able to know which door you're coming out of at a hotel and getting better accuracy and refining that. And, you know, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about Vodafone and how they were improving down to those centimeters with some of the different technologies they're bringing. So I just find it encouraging that there's still development and advancements in this type of technology, even though we are definitely getting more and more privacy focused and privacy centric on the marketing and advertising applications that we're looking at.
0: There you go. All right, on to our next story.
1: Yeah, sort of on the same note, and kind of thinking still about like navigation or or moving. This is a very interesting story for me, and kind of exciting as well. as Chipotle has invested in a company called Neuro, and Neuro is a driverless company. Um, and this was part of their Series C funding round, and this is the first you know major investment that they've made since their new CEO came on board. Uh, or new uh, new CEO and chairman Campbell is Brian Nickel in 2018. So you know, in a few years, they haven't really made any big investments in any third-party companies. But Neuro is a company that uses robotics um, in its fleet of on-road vehicles, autonomous driverless vehicles, um, to deliver consumer goods. So you know, they've unveiled two different versions of their autonomous delivery vehicles, including one called an R2. Um, and this was the first driverless vehicle to receive an autonomous vehicle exemption from the federal government. Uh, and the first of its kind drive on public roads in Arizona, California, and Texas. Um, and so it's, I think this is very interesting. Um, you know, when you think about, for example, like Domino's, how Domino's positions itself, not necessarily as a pizza company, but as a technology company that happens to make and deliver pizza. Right. And how they're investing in that. I love that. This is another company, you know, another restaurant, right. That's investing in the technology. I think it's great. You know, they've obviously from a consumer digital perspective, they have done things like the grub hubs and the door dashes and all of those Uber eats, um, type of things in those applications which I think is great but when you think about longer term like how do you ensure that one you know perhaps you have a bigger piece of that pie when it comes to that cut uh and two like making sure that you can always deliver things safely and contactless right so all of those things are are very interesting um also neuro had announced previously that they had a partnership with walmart for uh, autonomous grocery delivery, and they are using both R2 and Toyota Priuses outfitted with this neuro software. So, pretty interesting company, very interesting investment by Chipotle. You know, not something that was super expected, I think, but it does make sense. And I like that there's other restaurants uh, or you know, dining experiences that are thinking about how can they deliver, um, you know, in new ways. So, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by this story, I guess. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, it definitely, uh, for me, I wasn't expecting to, to see an announcement that Chipotle was uh, investing in a driverless uh, car company. But I mean, it, it makes sense. And I think what it, it what it speaks to for me is this kind of growing trend that we see from uh, consumer facing brand companies, both restaurants and retail you know, to really start to uh, make investments and sort of change their positioning from just a, you know, we're a restaurant, we're a food company, or we're a grocery chain, or we're a, you know, pharmacy or whatever, into we're broader than that. You know, we're we're making investments, you know, horizontally uh, and vertically within our supply chain and our ecosystems. And, you know, we want to be seen as, you know, media companies, as, you know, uh, you know, sort of more involved in our own ecosystem, um, uh, and more in control of our supply chain and, uh, and the sort of flow of money throughout that, um, you know, sort of economy, if you will, uh, across all of it. So, and I think part of that is, is, you know, if we, if we wind the clock back, you know, to, you know, let's go, let's say around somewhere around 2015 ish, um, you know, there was all that conversation from Walmart and the big retailers about creating their own uh, payment platforms and payment exchanges and MCX and all that stuff we talked about back in those days, um, you know, because they, they felt like if, if they could create a coalition of retailers, you know, and have their own payment network, Uh, you know, they could save money by not, you know, uh, having the huge fees that they're paying to the credit card companies and whatnot. And in some ways, I see some parallels here, because, you know, we know, how much the Uber Eats is and the skip the dishes and the door dashes and all these kinds of companies are, you know, taking out of, you know, sort of the value part of that ecosystem and, and, and how much cost it adds to the consumer. And so, if you can kind of bring that down and, and own it uh, yourself as a restaurant company, I think there's a lot to be said for that, right? And you know, we've seen with Walgreens and CBS on the on the retail side, for example, where they're now positioning themselves as media companies, selling advertising space and selling all sorts of things online and in store and whatnot. They're not just selling you drugs, um, you know, or you know medical devices or whatever they're selling you everything now like they're a full-on media company as walmart has been for a long time so um so i like this story from that point of view and i think getting into sort of the the delivery driver whether it's driverless or not uh, side of things i think makes a ton of sense so yeah yeah for sure all right final uh story um sort of staying in the retail sector now whole foods which is owned by Amazon, uh, has tapped into the uh, AR uh, Cosmetics Try On space. So there's a company out there called Perfect Corp. We've talked about these guys a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, And they're known for a product called UCAM, which is a uh, augmented reality based uh, solution for letting you try on makeup and cosmetics. Uh, And they originally started a few years ago with these sort of, mirrors that they had in Sephora stores and things like that, that you could try on stuff and whatnot. What's really weird to me about this story, and, and, and I don't think it's bad that they're doing this, but I, but I think it's it, it's strange because I don't think about, and I, I, I'm not in this space, Brianna, you're going to have to help me out here, but, but I don't think about, you know, women uh, going to buy makeup uh, thinking Whole Foods is the place that they do that. I, I don't know. Is it, am I off base here?
1: I think in general, it's not like a makeup enthusiast or somebody who really enjoys like trying different things, you know, in the cosmetic arena, typically is probably gonna choose like Sephora or maybe even Ulta over a Whole Foods. However, I will say that I think the shopper that is in Whole Foods buying makeup is a very specific shopper. So they're looking for something that is You know, organic that is, you know, free of a lot of the extra chemicals and things that a lot of our cosmetics here in the states are, you know, have. So, like, I I read this crazy statistic that, for example, in uh, I think in in either UK or just the EU as a whole, there's like fourteen hundred banned substances from cosmetics of things that women can put on their face. Here in the US, there's like eight. Okay, so we just don't really care about, you know anything, or we just know that it causes cancer and cancer is such a money-making business that they're just going to keep letting people put that in there. I don't know what it is, but regardless, you know, there's a lot of bad things that are in skincare out there, you know, and just, you know, beauty tools as well. So I think those who are more concerned with that are going to take the whole foods approach, which to me is like, this is tailored to a very specific buyer. It's not uh you know the one who's like looking to try all the new trends it's something who's saying oh what's in that my perspective
0: yeah yeah and 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 i can totally buy that and i think yeah if you're you're going after that certain segment of shopper that's in whole foods that makes sense to me uh and just to be clear so so this partnership in this this sort of test that they're doing uh with this technology uh the cosmetics company that's involved is called um mineral fusion sorry I had to pull it off there mineral fusion Um, so I don't know a lot about them but uh, I'm assuming it's organic or natural in some way uh, to your comments Um, and I guess for me the the big part of this story that makes perfect sense is in a COVID era where we are contactless and touch-free and everything else You know where you don't want to go and pick up the sample uh you know the actual lipstick sampler or whatever that you know they used to have out and put it on because you know a you got to touch something everybody else has touched and you know you're applying that to your to your lips or whatever to do that virtually in augmented reality makes a hundred percent sense to me so i'm all over that part of it and i think you know this new way of product sampling and so on uh, in a COVID world, uh, is, is, is right on track. So I applaud that effort. Uh, I don't know, I can't comment on the, uh, you know, the, the synergies between whole foods and mineral fusion. I'm assuming, uh, they're great. And, uh, it's what that shopper is looking for, but I think the use of the technology here makes, makes a ton of sense to me. So I like it.
1: Yep. Totally agree with you. And for the record, I think that trying on makeup pre COVID, and any of those situations was still a gross thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So you've heard it all here today. Four stories that uh, we uh, walked you through. A range of things in there. Some funding, some uh, new GPS uh, accuracy, uh, some retail phone innovation. Call. Uh, what's that?
1: A phone call.
0: <laughs> a phone call. Yeah. Um, but we thank you anyways for uh, tuning in and listening and watching every single week. Uh, this has been episode 510 of Location Weekly. Of course, we'll be back next week with ne- yet another show. And if you have story ideas, uh, reach out to us, uh, or give us, uh, you know, some comments, some likes, some love, some criticism, some feedback, whatever it is you got for us. We want it. Uh, we're easily found on all the social media channels and, uh, we just thank you. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks.